Walmart, South Rice, West Park, the Mad Devil. Say when. You're a daisy if you do. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. To the R, O to the B, coming at you with the funny random rambling, talking about all the things that'll make that rain day sunny. Yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping, come get your laugh on. Yeah, it's a concept, you know he's rocking, robbing the facts and all of the gossip. It don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in. Bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends, be Robbie Lid. Tune in your crib, in your whip, at your job. He got new shows every Sunday. What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week and listening to the show. And if you're a new listener, I doubly appreciate you for listening and giving my show a try. Um, whoever recommended you to me or however means that you found to have your ears rest on my show. Uh, give that a uh, particular means, uh, a like, uh, a good review. Give the person that may have referred you to me a high five and a beverage of their choice, like one free one. And uh, yeah, giggity goo. I'm tired of shit. I'm trying to wrap this up as quickly as possible because I got to wake up in a few hours so I can hit the road and get to work, man. As I mentioned before, we we in the process of buying a house, so I'm trying to pick up some extra hours so I can uh, have some extra cash on hand for, you know, some of these. If you ever bought a house before, they got all these damn expenses you got to take care of. So I'm trying to take care of all that shit. And um, yeah, it's just it's it's taxing. I'm tired. But hey, show must go on. Speaking of the show, uh, the show is a. this particular episode is kind of highly anticipated in uh, some circles of, you know, the fandom and everything. I know Ray from the Naked Porch podcast is uh, showing a particular interest in this episode because former guest Anomaly has a, a story. He got a three parter in here. And, you know, whenever you call the voicemail line, you got three minutes to say whatever the hell you got to say before the voicemail cuts you off so he called back three times and let me look at this thing he called three times and I think each voicemail he left was a let's see three minutes each (laughs) yeah two of them was three minutes and one of them was two minutes and ten seconds so he capped off the story so now we he uh, kind of talked about it a little bit on Twitter so Ray is chomping at the bit because he wants to hear that story and I don't want to be the one to keep him from his story and I'm not going to keep him waiting any longer I'm going to just go ahead and play it right now Hey B-Rob it's Anomaly they're about to drop another story I might have to do this one in two parts so uh, you might get two messages on the same story but uh, it's important that you get the entire story since everybody got so butthurt that my story ended in like in a cutoff mode the last time. All right. I want to take you back to uh, September of 2014. Okay. It's the night before the first day of school. Okay. 
I'm laying in bed. My kids had actually laid a pilot out on the floor and was sleeping on the floor, fell asleep watching TV. Their mom was outside just hooding it up with all her little homegirls out here. And she comes walking in the house and she comes and she chases me. She says, hey, hey, I got to tell you the story. You ain't going to believe what just happened. And I'm like, man, tell me in the morning. I'm asleep. I got to get up in the morning, man. But she's like, you just listen to the story. Next thing I know, I hear a banging on my door. And I said, man, go handle that shit. I don't know what's going on, right? She goes into the living room, and all of a sudden, I hear yelling my name loud, loud, loud. I'm like, what the hell? I hear my door being pushed through, and I'm hearing her struggling. So I jump up, and I see her laying on the steps, like, like half her body on the steps. I look in my living room, and there's this big bitch just standing in my fucking living room, all right? This bitch was not your average bitch, all right? She weighed every bit of 350 pounds. Her titties were sagging down to her kneecaps, and she's just staring a fucking hole through me. And I'm looking at her like, who the fuck is this bitch? My kids is laying on the floor. She done made it past my kids. And she goes, roar, like she's the incredible Hulk. So, first notion in my mind, I run up and I steal this bitch right in her fucking chin. I'm talking about I hit her as hard as I fucking can, right in the fucking chin. Because I don't know what the hell's going on. She spins around, I grab her in, in a chin lock and drag her out of my damn house and I fucking suplex this bitch off my motherfucking porch. I'm not knowing what the fuck's going on. I, I look at everybody. I said, what the fuck is going on? There's like six people standing outside my porch. And they're like, hey, man, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. I'm like, no, what the fuck is going on? So I'm like tripping out right now. I look in my fucking living room. All my kids are awake. Like, oh, my gosh, what the hell just happened? Daddy just dragged it, that lady out of the house. My son Chris looks up. He's like, oh, man, forget it. I'm going back to sleep. I'm sitting there trying to, so I'm standing there on the porch, and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Now, you got to remember, I just hit this bitch with, with, with a punch that would have put most grown men out on their ass for a good 15, 20 minutes. I'm talking about, I KO'd this whore. She rises like the fucking Undertaker out of my fucking yard. I'm talking about, shit straight up like she's the Undertaker. Spins her head around, looks at me. And stands up and she says, I'll tell you what's going on. I'm like, well, tell me what the fuck's going on, bitch. She says, them people right there is trying to kill your kids. I said, bitch, ain't nobody trying to kill my motherfucking kids. Everybody can die out this motherfucker. Well, they tried. I was like, man, I done heard enough of this shit. All you motherfuckers get the hell off my motherfucking porch while I get my pistol. So I shut my door. Lock it, turn around, look at my chick, and I said, what the fuck just happened? Next thing I know, I hear a banging on my door again, right? This bitch that I done fucking knocked the fuck out of done pulled a metal piece off of the banister on my porch and is beating on my fucking door. I swung the door up and I said, bitch, who the fuck you think you're dealing with? She takes off running down the street, says, oh my gosh, that white boy's gonna kill me! Jumps in someone's car, 
that's unlocked that she doesn't even know and locks herself in the damn car. Well, by this time, someone done called the police. All right. This bitch has done barricade herself in some stranger's car. Police walk up to me. They are like, what's going on? So I tell them, I'm like, look, man, I was asleep. This bitch done bust in my door. I threw her ass out on her neck. She got up, ripped a piece of my banister off, beat the hell out of my door again, and then took off running down the, down the street and locked herself in that car. They get this bitch out. She's saying, I just wanted to fuck a dog. I just wanted to fuck a dog. Really want to fuck a dog. All right? They're like, well, uh, sir, we're pretty sure she's on bath salts uh, or something. We don't know exactly what's going on, but we think she needs medical attention. Uh, do you wish to file a police report? So, you know, y'all don't understand, but, you know, like, I don't call the police for shit. I don't fuck with the police. I don't deal with the police. I handle my shit on my own. Everybody out in the hood is, is like, just staring right now. And y'all y'all also don't understand, I live in the equivalent of Compton, California, in Louisville, Kentucky. I live, like, smack dab in the heart of the hood. Okay, everybody out there staring. I was like, man, I don't make no police reports. And they's like, well, so I'm like, look, man, I don't want to make no police report or nothing, man. They're like, well, we're taking her to the mental hospital because we think there's something seriously wrong with this bitch. I'm like, well, y'all do that. I'm like, but I ain't making no police report. So I walk back in the house. I didn't even realize it. I had punched this bitch so hard, I knocked her out of her shoes. Her shoes was laying on my carpet. I asked my, my chick, I said, what the fuck just happened. She said, well, I was at Amanda's cross street and she came over and asked if I could, if she could use my phone and I let her use the phone and she called uh, the dog pound and asked them if they had a dog she could fuck. I'm like, well, that should have been your first clue right there to get the fuck away from the bitch. She said, well, I had to get my phone from her and everything and I guess after I got my phone, she followed me across the street and, you know, she, she busted in the door. I'm like, man, if you don't keep your ass in the house from now on after fucking 10 p.m. with all this bullshit. But yeah, that's exactly what happens. Um, that bitch took a punch better than most dudes I've ever seen. I'm talking about if y'all would have seen the punch I hit this bitch with, it was like Super Macho Man on Mike Tyson's punch. And I'm talking about I drew back, run and start, not the hell out of this bitch, and she rolls back up like the Undertaker on a motherfucker. But, uh, yeah, uh, I just left a three-part story, so everybody knows how the story is this time. Ain't no cutoff note or nothing like that. But, yeah, that was a... um. That was a hood tale from your boy Anomaly. Much love, B Rob. Y'all keep it real out there. Keep listening to Rob's show. Uh, for the winner of the uh, contest, uh, your T-shirt, your CD be sent out ASAP. Believe you me. Much love to all my peoples out there. What's up, Hoppy? What's up, Naked Porch Podcast? What's up to my homeboy Jody B holding it down in Dirty Arkansas, baby? Uh, everybody, get at me. Y'all know how to find me. At Anomaly49 on Twitter. Holla. Well, god damn. <laughs> that sounded like that, uh, night in the club. Um, it was one of the very last nights that we went to this club 108. And I know I talked about it on an earlier episode or whatever, but it was similar to that. It's just like all kind of chaos and, uh, bitches didn't want to fuck a dog and nothing and it's just 
funny to hear him tell that story. He's like, this bitch, that bitch, this bitch, that bitch. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that. Bitches is bitches sometimes, man. But man, that was just, he said, she sat up like the undertaker and I was just getting this the whole time I'm hearing this dude's story. I'm just trying to imagine the situation and everything and just him doing the suplex, hitting it with the Superman punch. <laughs> but man, anomaly, you came through with the story and I appreciate it. Uh, shit. Speaking of stories and everything, I mean, I got some more voicemails here. I got one from my arch nemesis. Kayla Stevenson, who um, is the author of the book called Monday Mornings. I forget the subtitle. Still didn't look it up, <laughs> but um, we're working on something. We're trying to get her on the show eventually, and um, we can hash out the beef that we got because she can't properly say hooks, rubs, and spices. So um, let's see what Kayla got to say. Rob, so this is Memphis Diva 99, a.k.a. Kayla Stevenson. Calling in. I'm actually calling in because I have a question and I want to know why is it that Walmart got like 20 hours to check out and only four people be working in the aisles? I mean, can you explain it to me? And I tried to be sick and go to the customer service back there and check out. They weren't having it. So then I tried to go to the electronics department and check out. But I guess everybody figured out we was all thinking of the same thing because they had a line. So I'm just wondering. I'm just just wondering. I'm going to be good. I guess our war is over between you and I. So I guess i talk to you later and go and take me some more medicine. I'm under the weather. Peace out. What do you mean the war is over? The war is over when I say it's over. God damn it. You don't call into my show and now I'm just playing it's over. See, I said it. It's over. (laughs) But yeah, that is an intriguing question. One that I would pose to um, former guests and my homeboy from back home, uh, Jam. The inside man. Um, I believe he told me why, but we was probably intoxicated during the time and I forgot. He gave me some of his Walmart insider knowledge, but I forgot. You know, they probably back there gambling or, you know, screaming world star at people while they're fighting in the storage room or some shit. I mean, who knows? And um, last but not least, I got two voicemails from Hoppy, but I'm going to leave these at the end so you know we got anomaly with the big story up front and then we'll have hoppy with his uh tales of fancy and delight on the end also that's going to be on the end of this episode since i have a musical guest evd for she from over there on the west side the Cali side, the left side, um, got the chance to speak to her. I heard her music, uh, Mike checked on the hashtag blackout podcast. Thank you fellas for that. And, um, that's my guess. Uh, I let her do all the talking. You get to know her very well in this interview. And, um, I talked about it a little bit on lemur, which you should download if you have a iPhone 
if you have an inferior device like an Android or anything, you can get it later. It's coming very soon. But um, I use Lemur um, as an extension of the podcast, and that's L-I-M-O-R. And, uh, you know, I speak about stuff behind the scenes of the podcast and everything. So uh, check that out if you want. If not, hey, just listen to the podcast as normal. And um, since we got so much going on with the music, I, I, I even got um some extra music besides Evie's music because an artist by the name of uh, Carolina Savage sent me some music that he submitted to my show. And I'm going to play uh, that track as well. So you're getting all kinds of music this episode. So without further ado, we're going to get into this edition of the Random Realms with Rob podcast featuring EVD. Um, well, I know we tried to do this for a while and um, my apologies for, you know, the scheduling mishaps and everything. So my bad. Oh, no, it's not you. I'm going to be so honest. My phone was not sent. My, you know how you get notifications? Yeah. My phone was not sending me your emails. Oh. <laughs> well, that's pretty shit. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't telling me, like, it wasn't bringing up the notifications at all. Like, it, I apparently had, like, a million messages, and I didn't even know. Do you have one of those inferior devices called an Android? Oh, you gonna clown me. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you had an iPhone, this shit would have happened. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called Life's Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, Um. so... uh. What what was it? It was um, a few months back. It had to be. Um, there was a show called Hashtag Blackout Podcast, and they uh, mic checked one of your songs. It was like, uh, I think I heard like maybe a minute or so of a track, and it sounded very good to me. And um, I wanted to talk to you pretty much. That's pretty much how it went down. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, pretty much how that came about. I'm sure you already figured it out. Uh, yeah. So I was going to see how you liked it. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, just uh, shoot that my way, and I will be sure to um, plug the hell out of it as much as I can. Definitely. Definitely. I also... Um, so have you uh, been on my Instagram at all? I don't... See, that's the thing. I See, I, I didn't know you had an Instagram, because like, all I heard was the, the track on Hashtag Blackout Podcast. I got um, the info, what I got from you. I found a way to mm-hmm. contact you, and you know, life has been life ever since then, you know, not just been like, I go to Walmart, I do my thing, then I forget about shit and then like people like, hey, what had happened? And I was like, uh, then you tell me you have inferior devices and then I figure out what had happened. So, yeah. I'm gonna beat you up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, no. <laughs> but, uh, no, trust me, I completely get you, like, we're working everything, I have, I just I take the bus home from and to work. So I was sitting there and I was like, Oh my god, like I was emailing him and I was like, What did he say? And your email happened to pop up. I was like, I'm so mad at my phone they didn't send the email. Yeah. But like I said, I I give you a pass for that because I mean you can't help you have an inferior device, so <laughs> <laughs> But uh what got you here? What got you to the point to where you said, Hey, I could do this, I can make music and that's what I'm gonna do. Um Funny thing is, uh, I was sitting with a, a old school friend of mine, you know, a childhood friend, and uh, I, I like to write poetry. 
if there's one thing I'm good at is English. Never good at math, really. Never good at history. I like history, you know. English, I understood, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, you know, my friend put on a beat on my iPod. It happened to be on my iPod. You know, I had my little MP3 recorder. And <laughs> don't laugh. I did a, a song about my chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh shit! My and it happened to, to be inspired kind of by uh, Snoop Dogg. It was called D-O-Double-G. <laughs> oh, do you still have it? Actually, I don't because the MP3 it got it got wet and some more stuff happened, so I don't have it. But um, I had the beat kind of. It was a Ja Rule beat. My brother had put it on my phone a long time ago, you know, he was, you know, don't tell nobody, but he was kind of doing music a little bit, you know, whatever. (laughs) He'd be on his stuff. And he, you know, he put the beat on my phone and, uh, I played with some beats a little bit. You know, I was, like I said, I was a poet. I didn't think, uh, rapping would really be a thing. And then, um, I would rap with my childhood friend, you know, that's where that came from. You know, we did that beat and then, uh, a lot of people liked it and I met, uh, loyalty you know, AKA Rambo, the man sitting next to me. And he told me, he's like, man, he's like, you can rap. He's like, let's do something, you know, let's, let's start something. And I started writing and then I met some other people, uh, double M, uh, murder mills, you know, and they got me into it. And I've just been addicted to it ever since music. It just makes sense to me. (laughs) Okay. Now, um, I'm, I'm limited in, you know, your your content your your product um is there any singing in there i mean i'm just kind of stereotyping you because you're a girl so <laughs> uh me personally because my my ceo he oh that that song heard she moved right down and then she grind slow i see i can't really sing but he can and that's that kind of makes it all right okay. <laughs> i can sing a little bit all right just enough to get the bills paid, right? <laughs> yeah, not necessarily, but you know, if I double the track, you know, fix it up a little bit. <laughs> okay. Now, um, as far as music go, I mean, how long ago was that? Um, say about ten, eleven. Ooh. Okay. So I mean, yeah. What were some of your earlier influences or whatever? You know, artists that you looked up to. Believe it or not, Lil Wayne. <laughs> you might be taller than him, so you probably look down to him. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But um, it's not necessarily people say, you know, he's the god of rap or whatever. You know, he good. We got to remember uh, this man sold so many records at the age I am now. Yeah. 22 years old. You know, they were calling him whatever. It's uh, the way he does his metaphors, the way he spits things, the way he can uh, connect with a beat, the way it's, uh, he finds, you know, there's there's so many parts to a beat. There's a way he finds a part to a beat and connects with it. And I and I really uh, I feed off of that kind of I get it and it makes sense. That's how I write my music. So I really I really like listening to him. And believe it or not, a lot of people don't like it, but he he really is a good a good rapper. Yeah, I mean, I, I dig Wayne a lot. I, I, I've been riding with him since forever. When he had a little bitty teeny weeny afro, I've been listening to Oh, he was a hot boy. Yeah, because I mean, we, I'm from Louisiana, and you know, I'm about 
three hours away from there. I mean, that don't make us cool or whatever, but I, I represent the home team, you know? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, hot boy, man, that was my shit. Hot boys, cash money, goddamn no limit, all that shit. I listened to all that shit because it was from my state and I just felt like, you know, if I was going to be behind any rapper, it would be rappers from my state, so. Exactly, like Nelly and stuff. Yeah. Now, um, you was talking about how he dissects a beat and, you know, it makes sense to you. When when did you kind of figure it out, you know, like that you were good at it? That like, did it just come to you or did it take a little bit of work? Um, It took a lot of work. It took a lot of work. Uh, I used to be, be very cocky. If there's one thing I could tell any artist, don't be cocky. Uh, like I said, I used to be very cocky and, uh, double M, he one day, you know, sat me down and was like, you know, you could, uh, you could fix this, you could fix that, you could fix this. And then once I put all that cockiness aside, I realized if I do that and push forward, it makes me a way better artist. And then one day I came out with a freestyle. I didn't even know. I wasn't even thinking. It just came out and everybody around me was like, damn, dude, what the fuck? Who's you? I had people recording me and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should, maybe I should make music. Okay. I could dig that. Now, um, with creating music, I mean, are you the type to, like how you saying, just go in there and um, freestyle some stuff or do you actually sit down, pen and pad and write things down? Oh, I sit here for, uh, good three or four hours and write a song i uh i do enjoy um getting uh, this might sound bad but i do enjoy drinking and smoking with my artists and us collabing together and mm-hmm. us, we all write a song most of our choruses we've all wrote together okay you know we all we do uh i do have to say this my my artist uh loyalty he um Damn, I, I may I may uh, say more than what it is, but I look up to that nigga. He can he can take a beat. Every song he's done, he's freestyled on, and it's came out perfect. So, you know, but to me, I gotta write it. Yeah, uh, it, and I can understand that. It's just damn. I don't know. It's, it's as a kid, you know, you listen to a lot of music. You know, it, I mean, I'm not gonna say every kid. I'm just talking about myself personally i listened to all kinds of music i mean in the beginning it was just rap because you know that was my stereotype i thought that's what i was supposed to listen to because i was black so mm-hmm. all, i listened to all the raps and you know once you get into something it's just like well i think i could do that and i tried and i didn't try hard enough because that shit sucked <laughs> and uh, yeah. i just I don't think my mind works that way and because it, it, it takes a special person to realize, I mean, to put all that together. I mean, so many beats in the measure and how the beat goes. I mean, some people just have that natural ability and some people, I mean, if anybody, they put their mind to it and they work at it and they work at it and work at it. Persistence is going to pay off and they're going to get some kind of ability. But I think I don't have the patience to do all that. I just want to wake up one morning and know how to rap. <laughs> Well, can I can I tell you this? Yeah. Can you say the cat sat on the mat? Yes, I did. Yes, I can. The cat sat on the mat. Then you can make a rhyme anytime. Oh, and that was just another rhyme 
just did. <laughs> See, you did two, and you got one. You got me to say one, then you just said one coincidentally. That's that's amazing. You use a, a genius. <laughs> um, I like to. Uh, another thing I like to do. A lot of people don't know. Uh, most of my artists I work with, mm-hmm. a lot of them just didn't start rapping. Mm-hmm. A lot of them I took as poets, just like me. And everything I've learned, I've installed to them, like uh, doing a cipher first, you know, getting good at that, um, put giving them a chorus and you got to do a, a verse that goes with your chorus. And then you do that. And then after you do that, you do your song yourself. You write me a chorus and you write your verses and then you find your own beat for it. And that's what I love to see. A lot of my artists do come at me uh and they, they get so excited, you know, oh, look, I wrote this chorus and I wrote, it, I wrote this verse and it makes me feel so good because I'm like, you know, you, you a lot of people say they can't rap, but you can. If, if you can, like I said, if you could say the cat sat on the mat, you can you can say I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. <laughs> Just rhyming the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and um, like how you were saying and everything, um, you know, you had to be sat down and told about your attitude and everything toward the music and, you know, how you present yourself. Um, since you've been doing it for a while, I mean, do you run into your twin? Do you run into anybody that, you know, you kind of see that was me when I first started, you know, and, you know, you try to mentor them? Um, yeah, I do. Uh. One of, he's not uh, a best friend, but he's a close friend. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's all right. You know, he gets there. He comes with some hard bars, but he doesn't know how to stay on topic. <laughs> oh, that's, that's kind of like my show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you could talk, you know, but in um, music is very important to keep on topic. You know, whether you're rapping about um, most artists nowadays like to rap about Xanax, drinking and smoking. Yeah. Uh, it's very important to stay on topic about what your chorus is, and a lot of people don't realize that if your if your chorus is talking about I got bands and you're talking about shooting up someone's house, I'm not necessarily going to listen to it. Yeah. Because it's it's completely irrelevant. You're just talking. Yeah. Now you you know what I mean, and I'm trying to get him to you know flow better. <laughs> yeah. Now. um what do you feel about the current state of music? Like as far oh, as rap man. goes. Whew. Let me start with one. Bacardi B. Let me let me uh I'm not gonna I'm not a hater. Mm-hmm. Let me give it up to her. She did what uh she took the spot I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I give it up to her. So uh she MIA Nicki Minaj I've never seen as, I guess, as you could say, a threat. Yeah. Uh, Bacardi B. Yeah, I love her music. She's all right. You know, she she really got what it takes. But uh, man, these these artists nowadays is just like uh, I believe Lil Peep. How he, you know, just passed away, you know, rest in peace is all these rappers want to rap about nannies and doing drugs and all this other stuff. And artists like J. Cole really don't get recognized because they're rapping about their life. Yeah. And, and it's it's a little disappointing because rappers like me, I don't I don't get noticed 
because I'm not rapping about, oh, I'm drinking, I'm smoking, and, you know, all this other stuff. Uh, I'm rapping about my life, yeah. about what I see around me. Yeah. And these other artists are just uh, <laughs> getting drunk and getting high and saying whatever comes to mind. And I, I think it's a little disrespectful because I'm not going to say nothing, but I've been compared to artists as The Brat and Left Eye. And I see other artists out here just making a fool of themselves. And I'm like, man, you, y'all don't know what real music is anymore. Yeah. I mean, I at least try to give them a chance. But when I'm seeing motherfuckers with what all of them just about damn dreads, tattoos on their face, all kind of crazy shit in their mouth, fucking around, like you said, with um, the drink, the pills, the guns and all kind of shit. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's more to me, it's like you see so much of that. It's just like, all right, they think that's the template to be a rapper. You know, exactly. And you know, it's sad. It's like I'm not gonna say. Well, this this is how I feel about it. It's just like I can give you props, but at the same time, I don't respect you. It's just like here I am talking about I want to be a rapper, and I couldn't really do it. I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna say I can't do it. I just didn't put forth the mental effort to do it. But regardless of you know their content and what they're putting out they are actually doing the shit you know and i'm not exactly and to me nowadays the way i feel about the industry is it's a uh how do you say it? it's a uh it's a popularity game yeah like boot game uh yeah, that he's a rapper a lot of people don't know that he does that to promote his music he doesn't of even course. steal things he does that to, to promote his music and i think that's bullcrap to people like me yeah I mean, that's his game. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I, I seen, because this motherfucker, man, that dude is just, something is wrong He's with crazy. him. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could, like, when the camera is off, he can just be a normal dude, but damn, to just flip a switch and just be a totally different person like that, just for the views or the likes or the promotion or whatever, is it's just fucking crazy to me. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm and I'm and I'm going to be real. I'm one of those people at the end of the day. I'm going to be so honest. Uh, I, I don't I don't care if I'm famous. Regardless, I am doing this for my family. I'd rather see my mom do better and not struggle. But uh, at the end of the day, you know what? If a thousand people or a million people aren't feeling me, but one person does and they feel it and they can really, you know, like it really gets to them and they can understand and relate. That's all that matters. And I, I totally agree from it from another aspect of uh, podcasting. You know, I, I do this because I enjoy doing it. And, you know, I do it for me pretty much. You know, if people like exactly. it, they, they like it. If they don't, they don't. I mean, they don't have to listen. And I, and I love and I love that type of stuff. But, you know, there and it's crazy how some people and like uh, that whole, um, you know, you ever seen that clickbait type stuff? Like in, pertaining to what I just I know what like, clickbait uh, is, yeah. But like, like people like posting like, oh, this is a Drake song, and it happens to be something else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, like I can't stand that. It's like if the people gonna like your music, they gonna like your music. Don't force them. Yeah, 
And then I like um, what people used to do. They probably still do it now. They'll take um, a song that's out and they'll just insert themselves into the song or whatever. Like like how you saying they'll take a Drake song and they'll put mm-hmm. their verse in there with, you know, like it was supposed to be there. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> I mean, shit, if you're going to body the beat, just get the instrumental and do it that way. Just don't. <laughs> I don't know, exactly. but then, but then again, I can exactly. kind of, I can kind of see, um, why you would do something like that. It's kind of like to give you a contrast and comparison. So, like, all right, this is how Drake raps, and this is how I rap, and you can kind of compare the two, you know? Yeah, but sometimes it's it's it might be really messed up to say, but you know, coming from an artist, at the end of the day, uh, I'm gonna hear Drake. I'm not gonna hear you. True. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, uh, like, even for me, that song, you you heard that song, Come Through by Drake? Yeah. I wanted to do just do the end. You know, it's like, come through, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to just do that, but there's no instrumental for it. But uh, a lot of people think it's okay to just, you know, go over it and flow with them. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, other people are just going to be, they hear Drake, not you. Yeah. Cause they're gonna, it's there's not too many times to where they probably sought after that person, but they'll go look for Drake shit. Cause it would exactly. be like, I don't know what that shit was on the end, but I gotta find this Drake song without that shit on the end. <laughs> exactly, and that's my thing. That's why I don't want to, you know, do a little remix because somebody's gonna go, "Oh, I've never heard that Drake song," and automatically go to look for it. <laughs> yeah. Now you said something about Cardi B earlier. Like me personally. Uh, I knew of her because of whatever TV show she was on that loving hip hop or hip hop, whatever the fuck. Cause, um, mm-hmm. my wife liked that shit. I don't like that shit. So, <laughs> you know, I'm walking. I say, I've never, I don't, I don't have cable. So I, I really, what? I have no idea where she came from. Yeah. She's one, one of them reality show girls. So I think she used to be a stripper or some shit. She got fake titties or whatever. That's, that's Paul from the course. But I was, okay. I would walk through the living room while my wife watching the show and she in there cussing and you know doing that reality show shit and I did not like her at all don't like the attitude I just don't like that reality show shit period because it's perpetuating a stereotype to me in my mind but that's just how I feel so when I heard the song on the radio and they said it was Cardi B I was like I automatically don't like this shit because I don't like her. Okay. But I gave it a chance, you know, because I heard many people talking about it. This is before I even listened to it. I was just like, I don't like this shit because it's her. I don't like her attitude. I don't like that bullshit. I don't want to listen to it. But everybody kept talking about it. You know what's so funny? I knew before I even listened to that song, for some reason, I already knew that, uh, this is red bottoms. These is bloody shoes. I just knew that in my head for some reason. I heard so many people talking about it. Yeah, and that was the thing. People kept talking about it and talking about it. And I was just like, fuck it. Let me listen to it. You know, I can't say it's shit if I don't listen to it, you know. So I put, mm-hmm. it, put it on. And I listened to it two times in a row. And I was like, you know what? It's pretty good. Can't talk bad about mm-hmm. it now. Still don't like the person, but the music was all right. <laughs> It's like Chris Brown. You don't really necessarily like the person, but, yeah, but you he can't makes some deny damn his good music. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had that, I had that struggle 
for a while. It was like after that shit happened with Rihanna and he was doing all the other crazy shit. I was like, I can't exactly. listen to this shit no more. And then he started popping up with these songs and shit. And I was like, God damn it, Chris. <laughs> it, it, it's just like, uh, you ever seen that movie, The Patriot? Yeah. I do not remember the main guy's name, but you remember him? Yeah. How he went all crazy and everything. I may not like him as a person, but as an actor, damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a good actor. Leave the man alone. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, fucking Chris Brown. But my only problem with Bacardi is uh, she could have did that without somebody else's record. Because let's be real, that was a Kodak Black song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She could have did that on her own shit. And, see, and that's another thing, too. I mean, I know the names, but I don't know the music. So to me, as being, I guess it would be an outsider, I didn't know that. So. Yeah, and uh, and the only reason, and you want to know something funny, the only reason I know that is because uh, my buddy Loyalty told me, he's like, oh yeah, she did a remix. Like, it was like, it was like the same beat in the same style to the like Kodak Black song. So I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to hear that because damn to me, that motherfucker is garbage, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I, I I would just be on the street. Now that I know that I would just want to hear it for myself just so I can, you know, give it my, you know, I just want to hear it. <laughs> oh yeah. Look up, uh, I believe all you have to do is look up Kodak Black and McCarty B and his original song comes up. I'm going to do that right now. I, I believe that's all you have to do because I remember I went to go play the instrumental and my cousin's like, this isn't the one you're looking for. This is the original. I was like, wait, what? There's two different songs? He goes, no, her producer or something just like redid it or some shit. Mm. Like it was the same concept. It was just different. Okay, I got you. Yeah. But I was like, she did that, you know, she got uh what was it? She went platinum with no chorus, only female. I'll give her that. I'll give her that. Okay, man. I'm gonna look that shit up later. <laughs> I got a car ride tomorrow, so I'll probably just put that on in the car and check it out. <laughs> so now, yeah, I I don't really listen to Kodak Black. The only the only new artist I do listen to is Little Uzi. And that's because that song, Baby, Are You Home? Mm. That's, that's my shit. <laughs> okay. I guess. <laughs> I said, all the music can't be for me, so I guess you can like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I know a lot of people like my uh, the song that you heard on the Blackout podcast oh. was uh, Old School Feel. A lot of people like that because it really was, you know. Aha, I kill these suckers. Headshot at a lane that tried to spit on my name, like me up in my neck. You know, it was a, it was a real old school, you know, type. Uh, it reminded me when I wrote it. I, I, I was thinking I was Ice Cube, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Now, um, other than music, I mean, is there anything else that piques your interest? Anything that you would like to venture into? Oh, I'm trying to do the whole shebang. You know, I'm trying to be producer. Uh, video producer, video editor. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into it all, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to be like a one man team. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, a one, one man team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like um, uh, yeah. What what are, what are those um like everything that you just listed there? What 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 aspects of those um parts that you find more interesting? Like as far as being a producer, you know, making the videos and everything like that. What what draws you toward that? Um, it all starts with a uh, it all starts with a beat. Mm-hmm. It's like I hear the beat. I let it listen. I, I listen to it. I listen to what it says. Then I write the verse. It's like, and as soon as I write the verse, you know, like my song, Lala, uh, all I heard, all I seen was uh, me in the same asylum. I don't know if you see my hair, but with my hair looking like uh, Whitney Houston. And just in a straight jacket, you know, it, it comes to me as the words come, you know, it's, it, it all depends on the beat, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I can totally understand that. It's just like when I listen to music, if um you know, mostly if it's an independent artist because that's what I find myself listening to more now through podcasting you know through the hashtag blackout podcast I'm hearing different people on these mic checks and I try to check out their music and when I listen to these artists that I've never heard of and you know I never heard of their style of music and everything I automatically in my head try to imagine what a video for this song would be like yeah see I mean I've I've uh I cannot remember the song. It was a couple years ago, but I will never remember the comment. The dude said, he's like, wow, I could imagine this song being played at the Staples Center with with thousands of fans. And I was just like, my heart dropped and I almost started crying with tears of joy. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's amazing that like, so somebody else can take what they hear from you and, you know, turn it into something like that or you know imagine it like that and that's truly amazing yeah like uh i've had some videos where i've i've had one image and uh i've had another art artist go hey do it like this and i'm like you know what that's a thousand times better than what i thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's like um you always got to be open to uh criticism or even advice because I mean, exactly, you can't be stuck in your own head with a lot of things. Because I mean, just a few little words or one little suggestion can just turn one thing into something else. Exactly, like believe it or not, a lot of people think it's weird, but uh, I love negative feedback more than I love positive feedback. Exactly, and that's that's the best feedback you can get. Because I mean. If, it makes me better. Like they say, oh, I don't like the way that sounds. Well, I'll fix it next time. Yeah, and it, you know, you um, things that you didn't notice before get brought to light. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, I I mean I I agree with that one hundred percent, one hundred. Huh? Like that old school feel that you heard on the Blackout podcast, like. I would have never thought of to turn my voice up on it, like how they told me. And then when I listened to it again, I was like, you know what? They're right. You can hear more of the beat than you can my voice. And because I know what I'm saying, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean what other people can hear me. For sure. And that's one thing that sucks about producing your own music. Is just because you know what you're saying doesn't mean everybody else can hear it. Yeah, because um. I run into that here when I podcast sometimes I'm I'm in here like we talking now I'm recording to me the levels sound fine but whenever I go in to do the editing and everything and I'm listening back to it you might be higher than me I might be higher than you I might have had damn 
the gain up too high. I got the dishwasher going in the background. I'm trying to cut all this bullshit out. <laughs> you see it? I'm like, I make sure everything's off in my house. Like, they can't hear no sound. <laughs> yeah. This is just crazy. Because, you know, I know how it be when you be recording and stuff. My air conditioner can kick on and ruin my whole verse. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got these little munchkins running around here. It's just like, I'm in here recording. And what I used to do is just like, I would push myself away from the microphone and I'd be like, shh, 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 you know, so not to get the noise on the mic or whatever. But then I guess um, a, a bit of uh, smart hit me in the head or whatever. And it's like, duh, you got a mute button. You got an off button. Just turn the shit off so nobody can hear you. Huh. Um, Back to the music for a second. Um, so bad, yeah. If you could collaborate with any artist, who'd you pick, dead or alive? It doesn't matter. Huh. The same person that inspired me to use my middle name, Eve. Aha. But, but Missy Elliott had a wow, she is amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like there's another one of those dual artists as well. I mean, she could rap and she could sing a little bit. So And dance. It, yeah, you could call that dancing, I guess. <laughs> you know, you know, she'd be pop locking and you know, she she move all the good parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I'll concur with that. I agree with that. But probably, it would probably have to be Eve because she is just, she to me is an amazing rapper. She got it. She got it. She she came back today with a song. I would, I would gas that shit up. <laughs> yeah. What was, what's your favorite Eve song that you can recall? Probably be like the remix to the thong song. I did not expect to hear her on that. I forgot that even happened. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she did a remix to the song song. Or uh you know one of her most popular, I really actually don't know the name, but uh Drop Your Glasses, Shake Your Asses, Face oh, yeah. Screwed Up Like You're Having Hot Flashes. This is the that one with man. Uh, uh Gwen Stefani, yeah. Exactly, you know, that Rough Rider shit. I'm yeah. like, man, she damn, you know, I'm even she's that one. Blow your mind. I think that's what it was. Yo, 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 but now going forward, two years from now, where would you hope to be musically or just as a business or a brand or a producer or anything? Where you where would you hope to be in two years? You know, from past experience, um, I've had a. a a lot of people realize in this industry is uh, shady. Yeah. If you can call them. Uh, in two years from now, I, I hope to be with someone who is uh, on and not know Jerry Keller. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I really hope to be there. Uh, I would really like to be signed with uh, Atlantic Records, believe it or not. Uh, they seem like they got, you know, good deals you know they pushing people's music out uh i would never want to be like no nipsey hustle <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely not that but in two years i hope to uh you know have somebody be opening for me oh, i could dig that you know 
instead of paying thirty dollars to open up for Ty Dollar Sign. Mm. Yeah, I, I can dig that. I can dig it. Well, I mean, you're doing well. Uh, I, everything I've heard so far, which was only one song, so I'm not going to lie to you, I've liked. <laughs> so I'm I'm interested in to see what the future holds for you, young lady. And, you know, I wish you the best of luck in anything, you know, music or not. And I hope you succeed. Thank you. Yes. So now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. So <laughs> plug all and your thank things. thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you for giving me your time and being patient. And um, I'll forgive you once again for having that inferior device. So <laughs> like I said, we're going to have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and um, plug all your social media where people can find you, where they can find your music, all that stuff. You already know YCE underscore EVD. Check me out. Uh, Instagram, EVD, all that. I'm not going to give you all my Facebook. Sorry, that's personal. But uh, check me out. You know, hit me up. It don't matter. Y'all trying to do a collab, beats, whatever, interviews. You know, hit me up. For sure. All right. And that. All right. Good looking. And this YCE coming at you, young criminal. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Hoppy. I'm stone sober. Uh, it's it's a very strange place to be for me. But anyway, Anomaly wants to tell stories about Hoppy, so I'm going to tell me an Anomaly story. This motherfucker used to live in a project that was so project. Like the only other city I know got a project like this is Memphis, and Memphis is fucked up. Is where uh, I, I believe Fraser Boy got a video out there showing a place like this down in Memphis. But anyway, you got to sign in and out of this motherfucker with the police officer. So when I used to go visit my homie Anomaly, I have to go over to the little desk with the cop sitting there, show my ID, tell him exactly where I'm going and why the fuck I'm going to see him. I mean, that's that's how fucking dangerous this place is. And so uh, we, we was up there chilling at his place on New Year's Eve, getting ready to go to this rave club that uh, one of our homies owned back then. And uh, Anomaly was a bouncer there. So... Uh, we go to this New Year's Eve party. This club pretty fat. It's still downtown and all that. But, uh, I mean, we always had a good time there. And uh, so I had a bandana on. And uh, we get down there. Nobody says nothing to me going in. I'm there for like three hours. Nobody says nothing to me about my, my choice of attire. Well, we uh, literally three minutes from New Year's from midnight. And some security motherfucker won't fuck with me talking about, hey, you got to take your bandana off. And I said, what? And I said, I paid my cover charge. Ain't no dress code, bro. He's like, no, nah, you got to take that off. Ain't, ain't no colors in here and all this. And I'm like, nah, I ain't, I ain't taking my shit off for nobody. Why don't you take your pants off? What if I don't like khaki? And uh, so they kicks me out. Literally, kicked me out. Anomaly couldn't save me. It was over his head. And, uh, I, you know, I'm doing the out in the fucking parking lot. And so I'm waiting on these fools. The prank ain't going to be too much longer till you get the shifts off and everybody comes out and we go party somewhere else. And I don't know this part of the story until later. But, but I look up and I see Anomaly busting out the back door carrying some huge oaf four looking motherfucker throwing him out in the parking lot. What I didn't know is there was a Golden Gloves boxer in there that got too drunk start touching on all the girls. 
And, uh, you know, Anomaly ain't no punk, but, like, big old golden gloves boxer, I mean, you, you got to watch yourself. So he told somebody, he's like, all right, I'm going to run up on this motherfucker and hammer lock him. And as soon as I hammer lock him, you grab his legs and we going to run him right out the door. And I'll be goddamn. He went up, hammer locked him, other dudes scooped down, pulled his legs out from under him, and they run this motherfucker right out the door. Threw him on the pavement. And then we went and had a good old time. But, uh, clothes closed now and all that. But can you believe that every time you go visit your homie, you got to go to a cop, give him your ID, tell him where you're going, and all that shit. Damn, them was the day. Love y'all. And that's the episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It was a delight to talk to Miss Evie. And, um, you know, to me, she sounded like a mama bird, you know. You know how she was coaching the other artists and everything and giving them helpful tips and advice and at the same time uh, she wasn't opposed to taking advice and everything like that so that's always good you know you got to have an artist that's humble and you know know that they're always striving to improve so I commend Miss EBD on her efforts and as you heard in the interview man I, I, I wish you the utmost Respect. I don't wish a respect. Yeah, well, yeah, I do wish a respect. You know, you would want everybody in the industry that you um, are proclaiming to be your profession to treat you with respect and stuff like that. So, yes, I do wish her respect and I wish her much success. All right. You heard Happy tell his stories and everything. So um, we're just going to close this thing out. Also. Don't think I'm going to just gloss over this shit. Matt Devil heard you open up the show. You're challenging me to a duel in motherfucking Walmart. So it's going to go down. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to tell you where to meet me. And it's going to be on my terms. God damn it. God damn the underscore Matt M-A-T underscore devil. You want to challenge me? We're going we gonna to tear some aisles down in here. There's going to be people in the background yelling world star. They're going to have big ladies with inappropriate attire on riding around in scooters and shit. It's going to go down. So don't don't take my kindness for weakness. God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at it's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and other general shenanigans, that's the account that you do it on. The show also has its own Twitter, which you can find at 3RShow. Also, you can go to randomrobcast.com. And I say also like in between everything, you can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find different ways to contribute to the show and help it grow and to be a bigger thing like Glenn Abbott and freaking Brandon McIntyre had a brain fart there for a second. <laughs> hey, Glenn, I hope you're doing good over there. On the other side, I know you're going through some stuff, but um, everything will get better, man. I'm, I'm, I'm willing it into existence. Um, you can follow me on Instagram where I walk through the hollowed halls of the aforementioned Walmart which you probably see video content of me and the Matt Devil rolling around in the aisles and shit. <laughs> and um, I know I haven't said it in a while, but you can leave me a voicemail just like Hoppy, just like Kayla, just like Anomaly at uh, 304-825-5762. That's 304-TALK-ROB. 
And yeah, you can follow you can uh, follow me on Lemur. That's L-I-M-O-R, where you can get exclusive audio content there. And this edition of the Random Rounds with Rob is brought to you by Vape Panda, where you can save 15% off all your purchased items when you go to vapepanda.com. You can buy you some vape juices, the Lotus Petal and uh, Panda's Breath. You can buy their apparel and merchandise, which you can see me wearing on uh, my Instagram page. But remember, you get 15% off your purchase if you use the promo code 3RSHOW. Once again, 15% off your whole entire purchase if you use the promo code 3RSHOW. All right. I got some other things coming up next week. We're going to have the ladies from the Mix Feelings podcast. Long time in the making. They are the catalyst. They are the reason that I started doing the Walmart logs. So. I think that's cool. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm done. I'm tired. Get this shit wrapped up and put it out for you. And I'll see you next time. Bonus content.
for loan, loan, pushing buttons, boom. I go in family for it and I slump with my crew. 16 and I left them all up in you. My nigga like 16 and she hit your dude. Money, that's it, but I see green and blue. Bag a trick, I had to bring me my money. Hush with that tone, girl, it ain't nothing new. So much, I'm starting to think that the Mac they walk that Carolina. Did you see me? I'm blowing heavy dosh, chilling with my own army. I'm talking daily soldiers, talking about some apes. I'm screaming heavy toes, Timmy type of the spark the yoke. I'm screaming heavy smokers. Ain't my fault that you ain't bred from the street. Ain't my fault that you was flexing and we seen it. Ain't my fault that you got hit up like Tahiti. Ain't my fault that you ain't man enough to beat me. Ain't my fault that I'm the man when you see me though. Ain't my fault they they demand just to see me. Ain't my fault that I'm the man in your city though. Ain't my fault that Carolina made the city blow. This that country. Back up on this country flow In the city, it's a must, I gotta let them know Best I play like you ain't heard about that jump out That Vando open fit Probably would've jump out What you talking about that action? Let me tell you why I'm snapping From the wood, people's cracking Let me tell you how it happened Reppin' east side T-Well, the CV Talking six seven foes and GDs No affiliation What you talking, I'm syndicated Boy, you really hate it you just mad cause I really made it What you demonstrating? How to be the boss of the struggle I'm connected in the hood And I really know how to hustle Ain't my fault that I'm the man When you see me though Ain't my fault they they the man Just to see me Ain't my fault that I'm the man In your city though Ain't my fault that Carolina Made the city blow Dope man, dope man, dope man Yeah, I brought the city hope man You fool with my dough And they'll never see you float, float If you think that I'm with you, I'm the one that they call. Get the situation done quicker. If you don't know about everything that I do is a test, a test, Ain't my fault that you ain't bred from the street. Ain't my fault that you was flexing and we seen it. Ain't my fault that you got hit up like Tahiti. Ain't my fault that you ain't man enough to beat me. Ain't my fault. 
fault that I'm the man when you see me though. Ain't my fault they they demand just to see me. See me. Ain't my fault that I'm the man in your city though. Ain't my fault that Carolina made the city blow. I didn't Welcome Moscow Hotel. I read the rules. He's forbidden. Still hotel tells please. He's not person to do such thing. Please not read notice. Lift being fixed next day. During time we regret you be unbearable. Do not interlift backwards. To move cabin. Push button wishing floor. If cabin into more persons, each one should push number wishing floor. Driving, then going alphabetically. Please leave values from this. Visitors expected complain between hours 9 and 11. You are invited to take advantage of chambermaid. The flattening of underwear is pleasure job of chambermaid. Order summer suit because in big rush we execute customers in strict rotation. There will be Moscow exhibition of arts by 15,000 Soviet Republic painters and sculptors. These were executed over past two years because of impropriety of entertaining guests of opposite sex in bedroom. Suggested that lobby be used for this purpose. Face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears, bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Uh, 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 uh,